Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello! Hello! Are you ready to get into this week? Even though part of me only wants to talk about Friday's episode, I kind of like, once we get to Friday, I feel like life has gone on for so long from the Friday before that I don't remember anything in between. Like I only, I'm just like, stuck on Friday. Okay, so let's do this. I'm gonna ask you where you wanna start. And if it's not where I wanna start, then we'll see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds about accurate for our relationship. Let's see if we're synced up. Let's go. Oh, gosh. Well, I wanted to start with Franco because you were oh. right about what. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, everybody. It's still going to be good. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I thought of you because you're the one that said it's Drew's memory because I'm like, why is Peter's voice in his head? And you're like, dude, he was, you know, he had Drew's memories. I'm like, Peter was with him. And you, obviously you were right. So I wanted to start yeah. with the kudos to you. Thanks. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but when yeah. he started talking to the doctor, yeah, and he's like, okay, and then Franco said, am I getting Drew's memories back? Like, am I yeah. turning back into Drew? The first right. thing that popped into my head was, you know, there was that beautiful, beautiful scene with Sam and Elizabeth, and they were peaceful and kind to one another, and I'm like, yeah. are they going to be fighting for Franco, who's now Drew? <laughs> no! No, that would be so freaking weird. That would be weird. And I honestly don't really think Sam would, like, fight for Drew. Oh, God, no. But I just thought it was, like, um, a, funny, a funny thought in my little mind to share with you. Well, you know what I think? The fact that you even thought that, I think they've set it up that way. They always pit those two together, mm-hmm. like, against each other, to the point that even when she showed up, I was like, why? Why? There's this whole big... Sam and Jason thing why are we inserting Elizabeth in this like I was actually kind of like when I saw the preview I was actually kind of worried the angle this would take it's like can we just move on like Elizabeth has moved on can we move on so I was actually pleasantly surprised to see the conversation just not be so Jason centric but more about like I guess motherhood journey like it was almost like Look at this conversation, everybody. We finally put it behind us. Like, it's almost sort of how I felt. Almost. Well, me too, with the almost at the end of it. Because over the years, you know, the same thing with Sam and Carly. Like, they've come yeah. a really long way. And they have this mutual respect for each other. And then Sam has finally come to a place where she can be that way with Elizabeth. And I kind of liked what was happening there. Because there are I two did. women that are on the outs. There are two women that made the hard decision and... Elizabeth stuck with it. Like, yeah, she did the messed up stuff, but she stuck with it. <laughs> Sam, you know, I feel like she's not going to go back to Jason no matter what. Like, I think that she is standing firm. And unless Jason is going to retire, which is like the first thing that popped into my t- mind, like you're never going to retire from this life. Like you're going to be 90 and live this life. But anyways. Like yeah. Like I will get into a lot more of that breakup, but 
I, I agree with you. Like, I really liked how they set it up. And I did feel this week, like, even when she talked to Carly today, I was like, thank you. This is the relationship between Carly and Sam that I recall. Mm-hmm. Like, the one that they cultivated on their own in Jason's absence. This is the one I recall where Carly had the capacity to actually treat her like a friend. Not like Jason's accessory, mm-hmm. but like a friend and the fact that she like took a step back she didn't say too much and she was just like oh, i didn't realize you were feeling this way because the carly we saw that was like you're in this it is what it is like <laughs> you know everything is dangerous like trying to make it seem like this is just life and there was no reason for sam to have the reaction she was having so i just feel like things went back to normal but i have to say that for me personally Given that we've watched for so long and we know the history here between all of these women and that Jason is sort of the friction between all of them, it was really nice to see just, like, you know how Sam meant, says, like, you just grow up at some point? Mm-hmm. I kind of enjoyed the grown-up scenes between Sam and Carly, and I actually liked the grown-up scene between Elizabeth and Sam because I liked the fact that Elizabeth was very self-aware when she asked to be her number two. I know I freaking love that so much that she said that so I really really like that and I hope that I don't know like when I looked at them and then I I was thinking about it later and I'm like do we have I don't know another Nina Ava situation (gasps) oh my god I would love that like unlikely besties because like I mean there's been so much animosity so much history but the same thing with Ava and like and Nina they have an history an insane history a lot of it <laughs> happened like off screen on screen and that kind of a thing so but the thing is like we see them now when we feel like they have a lot to offer each other well exactly and and, and in such a great way because they could be honest with each other in the most unconventional way exactly it's an unconventional friendship and even though they haven't always be friends friends the point is these girls have known each other for like a bajillion years so they actually do have like a decent place to come from when they're hearing this person and i just find that elizabeth and sam are so different and can definitely give each other things you know what i mean like really complimenting Mm -hmm. each other so it would be really interesting if we could kind of just freaking move forward already like move forward like, as, as sad as that whole thing was, like, it was really emotional. Like, I felt like I was part of the breakup. And then I had to remind myself, like, I will go wherever Jason goes. Like, I'll still get to see his scenes. Like, me and him <laughs> aren't broken up. Like, once that sunk in, I was okay. But even though we saw it coming, it was still sad. But like Sam today, when she said, I feel at peace, part of me is like, yeah. Because after watching a non-love story for so long... I'm happy to have, like, a final answer on it. I agree with you. And I'm also, when she said she felt relieved, I felt like, oh, my God, I'm going to get Sam back. Like, I'm going to get that strong woman. Like, I think there was real big emphasis on strong women this week. And, I mean, GH does that in general. So, like, Carly's back to herself, and she's not undermining Sam's feelings. Sam made a decision for her family. Elizabeth put her stuff aside and was able to talk to Sam. You know, like, there was so much good going on there. And I think with this decision, exactly like what you said, I want things to move forward. I want Sam to take care of herself and be strong again. And not the only thing is her hanging on to this hope of, of this guy that she loves that is really very much not in the same place as her or they just can't have the life they want together can we now talk about that that they oh, can't have Lord. the life Let me, that oh they my want God, together you, you don't no. even know <laughs> I want to know though I, this is why I talk to you weekly because I want to know <laughs> 
oh yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but when they, she started talking and, and we had talked about this last week, you know, like he dumps all this big news on her and then he's ready to leave. And then she finally wants to talk. And it felt like, I mean, maybe he's just like bringing back some stuff, but it was like, okay, so now shit's getting real. So now you're willing to ignore the calls and talk about it. You just yeah. were complacent and okay with knowing that she would always be fawning over you and that you can come and go as you please. And never took, you literally never took two seconds to think about how she feels and how your kid feels. Like, come on. And the whole thing in front of her, like, you know, if you make this decision, like, I'm not going to push you on it. It's like, are you serious right now? Like, are you serious? And he even said to Sunny in the car, like, if anything happened to you and Carly, what would happen? Yeah, but your family, your actual family that you created, that you chose, that you had a child, you're leaving that behind. Like, I don't, I, I had a hard time following his logic at certain points in times between his conversation with Sam and his conversation with Sunny. Like, in the end, I like that he worked through with Sunny and he said things that I wish he had said to Sam. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I'm like, your priorities are screwed. That's exactly it, though. I was like, oh man, this is not cute. Like, it's it's one thing to hear a man say, maybe like in his 20s or like in his 30s. Like, it's, it's, you know what I mean? Like, in watching Mm -hmm. the show, because now when we watch the show, like, we know he's 50. (laughs) So, (laughs) so when I, so when I'm watching it and I'm like, see, a bajillion years ago, it kind of makes sense. Like, he's in the mob. He's all like, this is my life. And it's like, okay. Cause they're like, you don't know any better. Like, oh, then I accept that. life and I'm like okay but like what what can you leave like I'm really confused right now like it's mm-hmm. murder like you love the murder because you don't have <laughs> a larger role like there's so many times where you just sort of stand in the background like we actually see him being like submissive and we at, we've seen scenes where he's really been his number two and it's been kind of awkward to watch mm-hmm. because again like he's 50 and he's just standing in the background like holding back and not running the show and so I'm like, so what can't you leave behind? The occasional murder? Like, aside from chasing Julian, the only other mission you've had was blowing up Cyrus's warehouse and maybe some other surveillance. Like, what can't you walk away from? Like, I, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just at a loss because his life is richer now. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, like, how many more good years of, like, murder do you see in your future? Like, <laughs> do you see baby, like, supervising other murderers? Like, into like a mentorship role Mm -hmm, like is that mm -hmm. what you see for yourself like I was just really confused as to like what you're holding on to like when you're younger I could hear him say things you know I can understand things like it's the money and the power Mm -hmm. but like he doesn't have a lot of the power it's mostly like you know Sonny could say that Jason has it by association kind of sort of um so yeah I'm okay. Like, the money. Yeah, you have a lot of money now. Right. Like you have you have so much money that like you gave it all to Drew and <laughs> and Sam, and then you came back like you've barely been back, and now you have like so much money again. So, I but don't know. good good point though, because wasn't he gone for five years and weren't they fine? And didn't they have Sean at some point? And didn't they, you know what I mean? Like they will carry on and they will survive without you. Like, and they will be friends with you. Even if you don't be murdery for them. Like I, I just, Oh, like you can support them. I like, I wonder if that's what he doesn't realize. Like you can still support them as friends. 
like you can still support Carly like emotionally mm-hmm. and not just like murder for her. Like you can, <laughs> you guys can still be friends, I think. And it's just like even when Sam was talking to him, like there were some things that she said that I was like, whoa, because she says I could never survive losing Danny. But let's not mm-hmm. forget, she survived losing Jason. Ooh, yeah. And I was like, that's what I heard when she said that. Like, it cut, like, really deep a lot of the things that she had to say. And I, I don't, like, of course, like, she's saying this. A part of me is like, sometimes I'm impressed <laughs> when, <laughs> when, like, the writers sort of address everything. Like, because now she's breaking up with him, but they took the time to rewind and try to explain, okay, so what was up with you being crazy a while back, a couple <laughs> months ago? Like, what was up with that? Should we address this to the people? And so she brought it up, you know, like I was in tunnel vision. All I wanted was you and I wasn't thinking. And I mean, to me, that was sufficient. Like, to me, that was sufficient because like I said, to me that like, I kind of understood that Sam was being erratic Mm -hmm. and we also understood that she wasn't really getting much out of her relationship. He was basically always gone and ignoring her. And even today I'm like, are you lying? Because remember how she told Sam the night of the explosion, like, my phone died? Well, yes. you recounted to Sunny that you dropped Danny off, you headed to see Britt, and then you saw the alerts. Those are phone alerts, no? <laughs> About the explosion. And then headed to, the, to, to Charlie's to see what was going on. Not Charlie's, the other place. Floating rib. Floating rib. But the first thing that came out of your mouth when Sam came to talk to you was like, oops, oh, my phone died. Like, it was just like, <laughs> that's how she's been with her. Like, every time he sees her, he acts like, I'm going to be in trouble. And I'm like, what's going on right now? And we knew this was going to happen. And honestly, I think it's for the best. And hopefully we can see Jason in a better light. And and what I I obviously didn't understand with all of this is that Jason is just going to walk past them in the street now. Okay, okay. So, like, there's even more, though, that <laughs> I'm not over, Okay. So you remember how, like, Jason was like, I'm not going to fight you on this. Mm-hmm. Okay? All right? So he's like, I'm not going to fight you on this. And then he starts telling her, but I'm going to miss you like crazy. And he <laughs> says, like, these loving things to her. Yeah. And then the last thing, he closes it with, but I'm, but I'm still going to do it. He literally <laughs> says that. Like, we get it. You're, you're going to go. Like, we get it. You're not going to fight for her. You're just going to walk away because that's Jason. And that's the thing. In that moment, I'm like, I so hate that they've turned him into a real character because, <laughs> because now when I'm looking at him it's like I rethink this whole like like everyone's like you know it's it's Jason like he you know he hasn't changed and then when Carly looks at her she goes he hasn't but you have and I'm like but maybe there is a problem that he hasn't changed like maybe there is a problem that he's like the same after how many years oh my okay like, yeah like the so fact frustrating. that you have kids and like nothing changes you like maybe it is a bit of a problem because this whole self-sacrifice part of me was watching and I'm like is it though is it self-sacrifice <laughs> or is it somebody who's just like I don't really want these things so I'm gonna like walk away he can't switch to like administration and the mob like I don't understand but like just going back to Jake, because right now I feel like Jason may have miscounted and actually thinks he only has two kids and not three. <laughs> and I am saying, I, I am saying two because it's like, I think it's sweet that he considers like all the children that live in his house his children. Yeah. I think that's sweet and I think that should be the case. 
always. You know what I mean? If you're in that situation. But like, you know, he talks about like Danny today. And I'm just like, so like Jake, like you're over it. And it made me rethink rethink all of that stuff. Like about, you know, how angry he was with Franco. Because like, look, like in his mind, Franco is this like disturbed person with this disturbed past. But at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, he fathers all the kids like on the regular consistently. That's a really good point. Like, so it was just like, dra- oh. it just looks bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you want to keep having the sexy feelings towards Jason, you got to, like, be careful where you look. Because if True. you pull back and exa- and that's what I don't like. I just want to <laughs> be like, he's so hot, looking to flirt with Brent. Like, I don't want to think to myself, like, oh, he's kind of a neglectful father and not such an awesome partner to have him like. Like, I don't want to see him that way. It sucks. It sucks. Uh, it sucks. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. Like, I wasn't impressed. And I'm like, it's just not working anymore. Like, at this point in life, it's just, you don't run the show. Are you breaking up with Jason, too? I don't know. Like, I'm going to see who Sam dates next, and we'll, we'll go from there. Because, <laughs> but, like, I in my head, I can't. I can't, like, I think of Patrick, and he was, like, the ideal, and now I have no idea what kind of, like, a person could fit, like, a good role, you know what I mean? I know, because it can't be anybody that's already there, it has to be somebody new, I don't see how this fits with Brando, I, you know, I can somewhat see, obviously, like, we talked about Dante, but you're right, Patrick was the perfect (gasps) person for her. I hate that I can't remember who said this but somebody Mm -hmm. actually uh, suggested what about Finn and Sam oh my gosh didn't she date other versions of him many many versions of him (laughs) and somebody pointed out that they might have been married even in like the when they were vampires oh my gosh okay that's cute that's actually really cute oh my gosh think of it this way think Mm -hmm, of it this way Finn's daughter Like, I'm wearing really fat headphones, so, like, I can't hear myself scream. Because there's <laughs> when, a lot. But when, I edit, when I edit, you see, like, I, I hear how much louder I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear it. But, like, it, it, it's just that, like, if she does date Finn, let's say, Finn's daughter mm-hmm. is Elizabeth's niece, that it really, like, reinforces <gasps> this new social circle. Oh, my God, I'm loving it more. I am, right? I, I am. I am. Um, I, we are two people. <laughs> <laughs> I am confused whether I am an individual or not, so I'm not going to pursue this line of discussion. But another thing that was super excellent that I that came out of that, so part of me like stopped focusing on the breakup and was like, so if I'm hearing correctly, Sam is also saying that Morgan is alive. Right between Sam and, and Joss. Joss. How many times does she say his name? I'm like, if we say it five times, does it just appear out of thin air? Like, honestly, he's coming back, right? Totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, he's totally back. Because, like, like you know, he put out that tweet, and it was sort of like, so, which soap <laughs> opera? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Jeeves can't not be the one to approach him but anyways I am definitely looking forward to what that whole thing is going to be like so what do you think Joss's converse like the things that she said what does that suggest to you about his return and what all that could mean 
It would change so much because a lot of people are like hanging on to the fact that he disappeared and the life that, you know, they live and what that means and where he's hiding. But it kind of reminded me of Nicholas, like Nicholas stayed hidden to protect himself, big air quotes, (laughs) and to seek his revenge. Whereas we have discussed, maybe Morgan just didn't know where he was and he just lost a bunch of years. Okay, because Joss says something. Okay. She says that she says a couple of things when she was talking to Cam. She mm-hmm. says things like she she alluded to like being angry. How yes. could he leave us? So then True. I wondered if that's a clue to at some point in time during his absence, part of that absence has been intentional. Some might not have been, but maybe parts of it were. Right, Ooh, suggesting yeah, yeah. maybe he was injured, maybe he wasn't, but at some point in time, I feel like her speech is giving us a hint that perhaps he did, in fact, um, choose to stay away. And then she went on to say, "So where have you been then?" And I was just, that's just me being like, for real, where have you been? Morgan? What is the explanation? Tell me. But um, but then some other stuff came up. You know, like first of all, I, I guess. I mean, you see it too. Like so much seems to be changing on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people are going to sleep. Some people are waking up. Uh, (laughs) It's very exciting. (laughs) There are facilities like in Vermont. I'm saying this in relation to like Morgan. Like, do you think Morgan Mm. is in a facility or do you think he's good? Because remember, like, remember that bizarre scene after he exploded that there was somebody lurking outside of Sunny's window. And it was hard to know that when Sunny was telling Carly, if they just happened to shoot it that way. So it mm-hmm. was like this silent scene in agony or was somebody actually watching? Oh my gosh. No, I don't remember that, but I would like to think that he is in a facility because with his, uh, what did, what did he have? That police? Yeah, I'm like, he exploded. <laughs> like, to my knowledge. <laughs> but maybe he needed, and he was, you know, extreme. He didn't know what was going on. He didn't know that he wasn't taking the appropriate medication. And maybe he's taking the time to kind of figure things out and get on the right track after he healed from the explosion and they pieced him back together. <laughs> um, he wanted to take care of his mental health and maybe he is in a facility. Okay, so when you think of facility, you don't think we're going to find, like, a Morgan that's healing. You're you're thinking that Morgan has healed and he has chosen to stay away. So that's what you think. A little bit of okay. both. Like, I just okay. want to be- believe that his intentions are, are, are good. You know, like, he's trying to do this for, for when he's better to go back. Or maybe he's in a coma. Because that's the other thing I was thinking about. Because if this facility is for Florence and Florence is, like, doing terribly, I'm like, oh, my God. What if he's just, like, in a coma somewhere and nobody knows who he is? And he's like a John Doe. It's possible. And then Laura goes there and they find him, you know? But is it stupid that I'm like, so like, did Morgan survive the explosion? Walk up to Sonny's house and be like, (laughs) I don't remember. And then turn around and now he's in a coma. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. So speaking of facilities real fast, um, does Dante's handler look a little different? It took me a beat, but I'm like, what is happening right now? I mean, I posted today, like, is there a right or wrong yeah. way to click a pen? Like, I don't know. <laughs> because I was so confused at first. But obviously, once I figured out it was the same guy, that made a lot of sense to me. But, okay. So I had to say this. When Dante was sitting down with Valentine, 
Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is interesting. And again, just another fabulous example of how fabulous Valentin <gasps> is and yes. how he handles every situation fabulously and how he's able to kind of just, you know, reassure, like basically point out to Dante, like, I get that you feel this way because like you've literally been on pause from I don't know how many years since you left, but things have changed since. So can we do the <laughs> scheduling thing? But he's also super perceptive. And at this point, I'm starting to believe he was the only one actually in the WSB. Like I'm oh starting. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, like when he looked over at Dante. Like obviously he went into it further when he reached out to Anna. But when I saw them at the bar and I saw how Valentine looked at him, and it obviously it made sense. Like he's super intertwined in the Peter Anna story because they're a fake family. But like right off the bat, I'm like, okay, so I think, I think Valentine will save Dante. Like I, I kind of felt the same way too. Hmm. I think he might figure it out and maybe help Dante because everyone was it's such a useless. <laughs> like, <laughs> because he's like, what did he say to Anna? He wants to know, like, if Dante's trustworthy to be around Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but is Anna trustworthy enough to determine if Dante's trustworthy? I don't know. <laughs> well, this is the thing, but that's exactly it. So the WSB thing, I totally agree with you. Valentine really, he's very observant and he really, I, I was like, did he catch the click of the pen? Does he just notice that he's kind of lost in space? But I like that he actually took the time to pay attention to him and didn't shove it under the rug. Like he right. brings such a different perspective to the table that, oh yeah, he's dealing with some PTSD. Like this is the way it is. Like, no, not really. <laughs> and then Anna has like zero gut instinct so exactly no. like, why is she helpful i just think he wanted to talk to her have another link to her and that they could work together but in the end she yeah. be useless oh yeah 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 for sure especially on this like peter journey or dante Boy. journey or all the journeys i think that is accurate but yeah so i am kind of interested on how this is gonna play out and i actually do feel better knowing that like like Valentine is wise to what's going on because mm-hmm. obviously I don't want um Dante to get hurt or do anything horrible. Exactly. And honestly, I was worried when he was having that conversation when Dante was speaking with his mom that he it kind of felt like he just wanted to leave him at the quarter means and he'd move back into the house, creating that distance, allowing him to isolate himself to complete the mission. And I'm so glad that Olivia like convinced him otherwise. Like he let's make a schedule, let's reintegrate him, let's find a way to make this work because I felt like Dante was trying to like pull away and things would have gotten worse. Um I I took it as I just felt like he was really down and negative. And I think that what he pointed out was probably very true he is a stranger to Rocco and he actually has to face it's like he has to live the consequences of everything and one thing that he said that really took me aback was that like I never even factored in the fact that Rocco lost Lulu and Dustin I know oh my gosh I was like I got goosebumps my gosh that kid's been through a lot I'm like that poor kid and so Part of me was kind of hoping he would just stay at the court So I'm like, that's an option too. He could stay at the court and bond with him. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily have to leave, but they could use that time to bond. But obviously I didn't think there was anything wrong with what Olivia said. I guess when I look at Dante, I see how well he can compartmentalize things. And when he was in that scene with Olivia, he was struggling, but I felt like we were seeing Dante the person struggle. That's just just how I felt because he's less robotic with her. You know what I mean? Like if you look at him in the scene with Anna or you look at him in all the pen scenes, you know, like with his mom, it was finally like 
this is like a version, a part of him that we're really seeing. We're really seeing the person. We're really seeing the father struggle. And for like a split second, I'm not seeing this like messed up agent. That's so interesting because every time he sees Maxie, that's kind of how I feel. Like you see this human connection side to him, this warmth to him that's missing those of other people. Home. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what those people are to him. So that's sort of what I saw there. And what reinforced that, too, was the fact that, like, Olivia was also able to talk about her marriage. Yes. So can we talk about this? Like, okay, so I love Tracy. I mean, I love the back and forth between her and Monica. I love how Monica barely hesitated to share Ned's infidelity with Tracy. But, whoa, that is some old school soap trickery right there, what she just did. The drugging people, the making them think they did horrible things. Like, that is, like, I feel like we haven't seen that in a while. No, we haven't. And I loved it because her wheels were turning. Like, when she walked out of that elevator and she saw what was about to happen, I was just like, yes, yes, this is going to get real fun, real interesting here. It is. And it was just fun to watch Alexis and Tracy play and have those scenes together. But of course I'm scared when people are in a car. Like when people are driving on a soap opera, it's never good. But I'm watching and I'm like, Tracy's driving, Tracy's sober, to my understanding. No other citizen is currently on the road, so I don't foresee you crashing into someone else. No one's escaping prison. But when I saw that look on her face, I'm like, but she still seems super determined to crash that car, though. Like, <laughs> and, so, and so when it happened, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is insane. Like, I mean, look, I, I really didn't know what I pictured in terms of Alexis's path. Like, she did reach out to Sam. But it yes. was tough. You know what I mean? Like, I... Like, that's what I also love about this soap. We're, we're there. It's every day. So we get to feel, we get to see the bad Alexis, the one that's hurting her kids. And then we saw the, a glimpse of Alexis when she went to go see Sam. Right. I was right? so hopeful in that moment. But then Sam's like, well, wait a second. So you'll be sober on us, but you're going to just still drink and not stop. She's like, yeah, like at my house. <laughs> to get yes. to the Metro court. <laughs> I know. I know. And then she goes and she tries to be sober about it. She's like, I'm going to order a soda no vodka (laughs) it was like not even more than a second (laughs) no I was like why are you doing that and I love that Olivia just like chose to cut her off she's like no thank you we can refuse service I'll say you're not a lawyer anymore (laughs) so I just (laughs) I I loved all of that but anyways like just watching Alexis you know it's an interesting journey for her but yeah I didn't see this like well actually it's it should feel comfortable for 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 Alexis to be like arrested again (laughs) no So, yeah, I don't know. This is interesting because that kind of freaks me out. And I'm like, is is like, a, is she going somewhere? I know. When when Tracy brought up, like, going to Amsterdam? Amsterdam, I was like, damn, is she weaving? Like, what's going on? But I love what Tracy had to say to her. Like, yeah, I know you're not a lawyer, but the knowledge is still in your head. I love that. But, you know, that's why I was also excited for their interactions because, you know, a lot of people feel, like, a little scared or tentative and they don't know how to how to do that and she ends up like hurting them and really push them away but the thing is you can't do that to Tracy like you can't you know what I mean like you Mm -hmm. can't start to say things that are hurtful to Tracy this woman is like you can't do that to her so that's why it was super fun watching how she was poking fun of Alexis because she she handled it like straight up and in a direct manner like about her drinking like Ned's tried to do that you know like about your drinking she's like I'm not gonna slip just because I drink but I love that Tracy was up in her face about it so you're telling me like you don't black out you don't think you can say something and not remember you said it 
Like, I love that she had no problem addressing the, like, addressing the issues with her. So, yeah, I really love that. And I'm really interested to see where this goes because I'm kind of like, I don't know. Like, I'm so at a loss right now. Are they just taking her off the canvas for a short while? I mean, at the same time, it could be a good thing for her that she's away from a bar. Exactly. I think it'll just, like, force her to be sober. So did Tracy do a nice thing? (laughs) 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 Is that what you're saying? Oh, 100%. You know, the weirdest way, she's doing the nicest thing possible for everybody. <laughs> okay, so just going to the other lawyer um, in town. Well, there are a couple of other lawyers that are working, but uh, Diane. <laughs> um, <laughs> Diane, so so Sunny recruits her. So I'm just so confused. What can Sunny do? Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm starting to wonder this. But he gets Diane to, like, lawyer the lawyer to get some answers, and it works. Not that I think it would have taken much to really, you know, he's scared of Sonny. Sonny could have just asked. I know. I like, I just, I didn't know what to expect out of that conversation. I'm like, you could have used your finger tapping. You could have simply talked to him. <laughs> you could have found a way to figure it out. But I guess a good mob boss delegates, delegates, delegates. I guess so. But it just, I guess I didn't expect it to come out so like that you know right I mean? like I felt like that was a given when they sat side by side mm-hmm, at, the, at the bar like I, I I absolutely loved that interaction I felt like it was so telling yet so subtle yes um okay so it comes out Sonny knows this but again I I, I truthfully don't know how he's gonna use this <laughs> in any shape or form at all um but Laura was a badass like, that's someone <gasps> oh. to be afraid of. Like, she doesn't need Diane to go try to get anything out of Cyrus. Like, that was that was such an amazing interaction. Oh, my God. Between what she was doing, her, her expression on her face, the way she delivered the lines, her fierceness. It was like verbal slaps over and over and over again. And she was totally right, though. Like, of course, I, I picked up on what he said about Vermont, but the way mm-hmm. that that Laura saw that, that he, there was a genuineness and it was just crazy because it was like all coming together. We saw Cyrus having a brotherly moment with Martin. And in that moment, I was like, oh man, I think, like, I actually think he kind of sort of cares about Lulu. Kind of. Yeah. And was he trying to uncle her when he was being all weird with her in the hallways? I have no idea. That's the thing. I do go back and forth with Cyrus. At the end of the day, he is a person with an agenda and he kind of is tunnel vision with regards to that. So Mm -hmm. while I think he will push for his agenda and make sure that Lulu isn't an obstacle, I guess he would have never hurt her. You know what I mean? Cross that line. True. Like, I think he has different uncle standards. I think if you (laughs) don't murder your niece or nephew, you are doing a bang up job. Yes, I feel like that's accurate. So I love all of that stuff. Um, so Laura's going to get to go on an adventure with Curtis. Curtis is going to get to love. feel useful. He did mm-hmm. leave his airport anniversary or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. But I did think of you because, like, when he came out with his shirt off, I'm like, I bet she's okay with him now. I did. I said, I think this is when Jordan sees in him. I can't think of one bad thing to say about this man right now. 
But then I can tolerate kept, you. Yeah, and then it all kept coming afterwards because I'm like I'm watching them have this like bizarre anniversary, and it all actually seems kind of nice. So they have wine, they have food, and then I don't know where I'm like, why are you on your laptop? Like, why like, did you uh, stop? Like, I don't understand how this happened. Like, you guys were all up eating each other. He's like, okay, so like this man in this this warehouse. I'm like, what is going? I don't even know how that transition happened. But either way, he's onto something. They're onto something, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna find Florence. I'm just scared of what else they might find i know okay so a part a funny thing too when they were hugging and something about like love and trust and blah 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 and then jordan's face was all weird i'm like oh my god what is she lying about and then i laughed to myself because i was like oh yeah he doesn't know about tagger (laughs) right and then epiphany comes in i love how epiphany was so quick to check the tablet to see that they just accessed like taggart's file yes I have to say, like, those three were super funny when they were trying to decide on who would handle Epiphany. <laughs> and Joss thought that she could. And Cam's like, have you met Epiphany? And I just, I just, I have to admit, I was, like, super entertained by those three and trying to kind of, like, outmaneuver Epiphany. So, yeah, I thought that was super fun. And also, like, they're going to crack that fast. <laughs> like, I don't even know anymore. And I love how, like, Jordan's like, he's in town? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Going to the hospital of all places. Oh, okay. okay, I actually have something really nice to say about Curtis. Okay. Okay, I believe I kind of remember. <laughs> I, I, I think I remember what it is. Okay, because at first I was laughing at it, but then I'm like, okay, the follow-up was something really sweet. Okay? Okay. So, like, Jordan is feeling really bad about, um, about like, everything. And about not being there and about, like, ha- being able to, like, prevent the bombing. And then Curtis starts out by going, well, like, it doesn't really matter, like, that you weren't here. Kind of a thing. And I was mm-hmm. like, woo, smooth talker. <laughs> and she's like, that's exactly my point. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter whether I'm here or not. The guy has control over everything. But he did say something sweet afterwards. He says, there are no heroes, just people who've had to make hard choices and others that haven't. <gasps> oh, that is good. So while I started out by making fun of him for just saying, it wouldn't have mattered. (laughs) (laughs) He did good. He did good this week. He did. Okay. Yay. And I love that he's going on a mission. I love those two together. I do. I do. So I want to talk about the product of one of his missions. So Sasha. So she, well, she gets mad at Chase and then she's like, wait a second. Does Michael love me? Um, Uh, and then, like, he comes to see her. Okay, once again, though, like, I'm kind of annoyed, like, with Michael and Willow. Like, Ugh, like can't you just figure it out? Like, can't you just figure it out? Like, I don't I don't even know. I can't even. I can't even with all of this. And even with her talk with Chase, I was like, Ugh. what came of that? It sounds like more confusion came of that. Like, you said nothing. You basically just said, I have feelings for Michael. And it sounded like you were putting your foot down. And then you're like. But I also kind of love you. So what are you saying? Like, are you saying I, I love Michael and I love you, but I'm going to be with Michael and I'm going to push those feelings down? Or are you telling Chase he still has a chance? Like, what are you saying? Like, are like because I didn't hear that there was an option. No, I felt like she was leading him on. I felt like she was saying a lot of things out loud that she should have sorted out the entire time before she called him and had him come over during the time that he come over. Because yes, I don't think it's fair for Chase to like, now he's hanging on to hope. They almost kissed. Exactly. 
And I'm super confused about all of this because to my understanding, her and Michael said, before you and I move on, let's just figure out how we feel about the other people. But it sounds like they're more committed to each other than the other people. Exactly. And I think in the end, Chase and Sasha will be hurt again. Yeah. So just, you know, so I just think it's like they're dragging it out, but I don't even understand the point of it. Oh my gosh. Then Carly's sneaking in to talk to Michael. He's like, I'm still mad at you. I'm still mad. He's like, oh, I can't make any decisions without you. Super mad. Stomp, stomp. Right? And I mean, she's not wrong. She's just like, just chill out. Like, I know that this is complicated. It sucks, but it's almost like, grow up, Michael. <laughs> like, things are complicated. You got your son. Why don't you just take a beat? Just take but, a beat because this may mean something or it might mm-hmm. mean nothing. Like at the end of the day, it could mean nothing. But he's grown up in a, in a world where people have to keep quiet. People have to see things for themselves. It's not like Carly came up with this plan. She guessed it. Sasha did not confide in her. She kind of confirmed it. Like, I get it. You're upset and you're just looking for somebody to blame because right now Sasha is somewhat the hero in this. Exactly. And it's like, if he hates her and he's mad at her, it becomes easier to kind of walk away and let her go. But that's the thing. I just think he should beat himself up for not seeing that himself. I know. That's what I think. And this is why Carly earns the right to like poke in your life because she does know better. Like the fact that she cracked that code, (laughs) like of of Sasha and Chase, like real fast. Like the next day. Yeah, like the moment she opened her mouth, she's like, you are lying to me. But it was super awkward. So while Willow is able to kind of start talking about feelings and she's and she's more like, I feel like she's more into Michael in the sense that she starts out by saying, I have feelings for him. Yes. Like she makes the point of saying, this is my starting ground. And that's what I truly believe. I think Michael is a starting ground. He chases her lingering feelings and you've decided to have him over to see how you feel about your lingering feelings (laughs) and then gave him zero answers and let him believe that there's a possible chance here. And at the same time, she's probably being like, just in case Michael chooses Sasha, because I feel like that's what she's worried about. Yes. She's more worried about Michael not choosing her. Like, I feel like that's obvious. But then Michael goes to talk to Sasha and he's trying hard to stay at the friend zone. Like, that's the problem. It's like, you're a grown man, but he just, I don't know. Like, I felt like Michael was being, was trying to hide when he was talking to Sasha. Like, he was trying to hide and he was trying to steer clear of, of, let's say, the consequences of this whole thing. He wanted to focus on the fact that Sasha did a kind thing. Mm-hmm. He wants to let her know that he knows. He wants to kind of show appreciation. He wants to wish her well and hope that, you know, she's okay. He wants her to be okay. But the man is doing everything he can to not talk about what it means for them too. Right? It's like he's never been in a position. He's still really young. I mean, everybody on the soap opera at one point or another has loved two people or love that's overlapped. This is new for Michael, and he has yes. no idea what to do. He's like, first off, all my girlfriends died, so I never <laughs> have to deal with this awkwardness. <laughs> and if you had just died, I would not have to sit here and feel awkward. <laughs> That's freaking hilarious. <laughs> so it's like, this girl is all like, ooh, it feels so good having you talk to me and look at me. Like, Michael, he's like, uh, Maxi, hi. Bye. I'm done here. Bye. And what was even funnier was when she talks to Willow. Oh, and gosh. Willow, I felt like, had a good last word. And she was speaking code. And Sasha picked up on that. Because, like, while they're talking, 
like, mm-hmm. oh my God, you pretend to sleep with my boyfriend. And I mean, honestly, I kind of, it was nice. It was interesting to hear Willow's perspective and the fact that like how much her friendship meant, like yes. her friendship, which is, you know, hearing a little bit of the fact that she's never like had that group of friends and she moved around a lot. And also that to me was interesting. I'm like, what does this mean in terms of I know. this baby? But again, the money thing, <laughs> driving me nuts, <laughs> the freaking limo. Anyways, but when Willow goes to Slash and says this, you can you can always hold on to the fact that you did something nice. You can always look back <laughs> and know you did a good thing, and then you could turn your head back around again. Like I really <laughs> felt that that's what she was like. That's all I heard when they were talking. Oh my god, that's super funny because yeah, because her whole demeanor changed, her voice changed. Like she is protective over Michael. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like she's made her choice and I feel like she's almost pretending to be confused to, you know, know. Because, because they always have to be so even Steven like she wanted to talk about their relationship but then he said divorce and she's like oh yeah me too divorce and then he's like we'll get an annulment she's like yeah me too and then like at the last minute she's like do we have to sign it so it's just like I don't know I, I again I feel like um, Willow is a lot more certain in what she wants in that relationship and I just I, feel like none mm-hmm. of you should come back on screen until you've made a choice. Like, that's how I feel. Oh, my gosh. Right. And, okay, and that whole conversation about best friends and friendships, like, I think eventually down the line they will be friends again. Yeah. But when when Maxie popped into Sasha's room, though, I was like, oh, is she going to gain, a, like, an actual friend, not just a colleague at work? I really, really hope so. Like, I really hope so. I mean... I, I feel like they're practically partners. Isn't that the deal? You come together, you work, you become close. It's just things kind of went to hell and things stayed really stressful at Deception. So we haven't gotten to see what I thought we would get to see. Like, I really, really thought we would get to be a part of Deception's growth and be there and see the day-to-day. And I actually did think we were going to see, like, Maxie and Sasha cultivating a relationship. Well, I hope so, too. And, and not too fast, but, like, a slow friendship. Because when Peter's, yeah. like saying to Maxie well Lulu would want you to move on it's like she just left yesterday like calm down I know I was like what are you talking about did you just watch a few movies and said oh humans say that to other humans <laughs> like give Maxie a minute she just lost her best friend this is a person who mm-hmm. organized for Lulu to have someone come take care of her skin while she's in a coma forever no. according to Laura which is super discouraging. <laughs> I know. I was like, Laura, where did this come from? Like, you had me feeling hopeful the week before. <laughs> but actually, she's never going to wake up. She's pretty much super dead. I hate you, Cyrus. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, uh, what's his name? Peter, super insensitive. Like, when he comes up to Maxie at that restaurant, and he's like, oh, I don't know if it's a restaurant or just a brick wall people go hang out at. <laughs> and, and he's all like, oh my gosh, like, so much is going on after this bombing. And I'm like, you get that? Like, her best friend's sort of dead. Like, I, it was just right? bizarre, the excited tone he had in talking about that. And that's the thing. Like, I was just laughing. Like, the fact that, like, Maxie's comatose, but then when she hears Dante's name, she has that strong reaction. It's like, yes. it's like, okay, we're, like, trying to build that, like, connection. <laughs> I love it. That's what, that's all I saw, is that they're really just, um really cultivating that and really pushing in that direction also mm-hmm. it really took me aback like i don't picture maxi wanting a double wedding with anybody oh my god that threw me off huge i'm like she never wants to share the spotlight she has evolved a lot but to have this wedding i just didn't think she would be the person to do that and then for anna and like anna's face like i don't normally enjoy them anymore 
Um, but that whole scene with the two of them talking about the double wedding with Finn and Anna and their faces and the like realizing what happened. I got a chuckle out of that. No, no, no. That was the best ever. Like in terms of my favorite Anna Finn scene, they <laughs> knocked it out of the park. That was amazing. That's what made it worth it because I thought it was super bizarre. And then I'm like, how does Finn say no to like a super pregnant pouty lady who just right. lost her best friend? Right. Exactly. So I just thought that whole thing was super adorable. Yeah. So it was worth it. It was worth it to see Finn and Anna do that because it was pure comedy. Like Finn in general, he like tends to like say my favorite lines, yes, but to watch that them. play out was just uh, freaking awesome. <laughs> so just heading back to like Carly and Sunny for a second. So we all mm-hmm. saw what happened, this massive breakup between Jason and Sam. And then it was awkward because Carly finds out about the whole Martin and Cyrus thing. Yes. And then her line is, you dropped this bomb on my lap and now you're going to run out of town. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> when you contrast that to the breakup, it's like, this is awkward. Like, you have no idea how <laughs> poorly timed this little outing was. And there was also something that was really interesting. So we talked earlier about Dante. Mm-hmm. And it actually, like, about Dante and Rocco, and, and I, I guess I didn't say it, but just thinking about Dante, it makes me think a lot of Mike. Because remember when he was coming back, like, and he was he was also having those fantasies from afar when Mike died. But just this idea that, like, he feels like Mike that he left. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, but then Jason brought that up. Yeah. And that was intense. Because I'm like... Sonny was trying to console him, being like, your kids are going to understand that you did the honorable thing. And I was like, I'm pretty (laughs) sure they're not, though. Like, I'm pretty sure they're not, when they're older, be like, I don't think they're going to see Jason the way everyone else does. And I certainly don't think they're going to be like, oh, dad, I get it. You stayed away because you want to keep us safe. Follow-up question. So you stayed away to keep us safe. And the only reason we're in danger is because you didn't want to quit your job? Exactly. Like what you said, that your words are ringing in my head. He chose to be murdery instead of being with his family. Again, again, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't run the show. Mm -mm. But anyways, so, like, I found, like, I mean, it was quite an intense conversation. Um, And just hearing him say, like, some, some really harsh things. And obviously, he could never say this to Sam. But when he said, I knew it was my fault. And I yes. knew I should have never had kids. Oh. That was really, that was really hard. That was really hard, but it was even interesting. Like what he was talking to Sam too and saying things like I knew, like I always knew like this was a possibility. Like I really wanted it to work, but I knew it was a possibility. And even me when I was hearing that, I was like, okay, so, huh? And so like, I kind of got it now. Like it was basically, I was a fool to think I could basically try to have a relationship and a marriage and kids and that kind of a thing. Like I was a fool to think I could have a normal life. Like one day she'd wake up and realize that it's not. Yeah. So that was really intense to, to see. And I think he did a really, really good job. We're so used to seeing Jason so confident and, and so sure of his decisions and so firm with the choices that he makes that to see him be doubtful gave me a little bit of hope as to where his head and heart is at. Yes, we don't like the decision that he made. We don't like the life that he leads. But I was happy to see him human and actually like mourning it and going through like his responsibility in the whole situation. That's exactly it. We are seeing a different version. This is, this is okay, it's super hard for me to articulate, but we've been watching the show for a long time. Mm-hmm. And 
I feel like the characters have grown up too because when we used to watch they weren't parents and now they are and so are we and so that's what's bizarre to me because Jason has changed like when you watch the intensity of his performance I thought he struck an excellent balance because he is Jason so it's sort of like how does a Jason express Mm -hmm. emotion and display how hard this is and I found he does he did such a good job in the scenes with Sam and even with Sonny the way he went from emotional to hitting the steering wheel and that anger I just thought it was exceptional but at the same time Mm -hmm. we see that he did change like he did evolve he did you know and oh and it's it's so funny though because when they were in the car together and he was having this big emotional thing all I kept thinking is what is the name of this like segment of the show is it called deep mob talks is it mobsters and cars like what is the name of this tv show happening within the show pre-murder chats with your hosts (laughs) jason and sunny (laughs) oh my god but yeah because like when i first started watching when jason was on he was still a quarter main yeah i actually remember that i really i actually remember when he was a quarter main watching when he was actually a quarter main isn't that wild? Like oh, it is crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. And can we just not forget the fact that that breakup was intense, but he also walked out to kind of possibly murder Sam's dad. It's so much. It's so much to handle. Like, how does he not have guilt? Like, we, that's the thing, though. Exactly like what you said. He's evolved. He has emotions. He's reacting to things so differently than he used to pre-kids when he was younger. And exactly that. So you, you have the biggest breakup. Yes, Julian is a special kind of guy. He makes terrible life choices. But you just broke up with Sam. And now exactly that. You're going to murder her father. Like, how do you come back from that? Okay, it's even funnier now that we're talking about it. Because he's like, hey, um, I got to tell you something that's pretty hard. <laughs> so he thought what was hard was telling her what he did. But he doesn't think it's hard to like just go and kill him. I have no idea. So Jason thinks telling her what, what Julian did was hard, but not necessarily that, you know, her dad was about to be murdered by him or that her dad died. I don't know. Maybe he feels <laughs> like that because she like doesn't like him. It's like a free pass. <laughs> That's even worse. I don't know. It's like also messed up. But it's also interesting to know all of Sonny's supposed reasons for not killing Julian because people keep asking him that. Like, why haven't you <laughs> killed him? Even Jason was like, why, ha- why didn't you take him out? And then I thought it was funny that he felt this affection toward Alexis, but he's like, ah, I didn't want her to be sad. <laughs> so I didn't murder the guy. <laughs> Everybody shows love in different ways, where Nicholas and Ava want to murder to show their love to each other. Okay, so I'm not blind to this because I was starting to feel like the foundation of their relationship was murder. Again, this is her <laughs> first marriage, so True. I am starting to wonder, like, is he giving her the wrong impression that this is how you show and receive love? <laughs> and then, and like the way that they were talking about it, he's like, "I wasn't gonna murder him. We were gonna murder him <laughs> together." I, I, like, it. I can't. I was I like, can't. "Am I hearing?" correctly like what is going on right now i thought that was freaking amazing but like how how does his finger move after everyone thinks that he's not a danger oh my gosh whatever Whatever. i can't even handle it okay answer me this (laughs) riddle me this yes (laughs) so no one knows where julian is they're like we're suspecting he's alive as no one has ever died falling off of that thing (laughs) (laughs) of 
Asinine Island. So, okay. So they can't find Julian. And then Sonny uses his brain. He's like, Martin Gray, I think there's some loose connection there. It's possible he survived that fall and then <laughs> trekked there and possibly stole his car. I'm going to find out. Then they go to New York and they need Spinelli to figure out that maybe he went to see the only person he knows there, which is Kim. Mm-hmm. I just, I think they just wanted to say Spinelli's name. <laughs> <laughs> you get commission off of that. And they needed some alone time to talk feelings and stuff. Um, so who did you think that woman was? I did think, okay, so first I'm like, is it Kim and they just replaced her? <laughs> yeah, well, but when she said she worked there, I'm like, how do you work in someone's I house? Know. I'm like, this, what? I know this is kind of judgy, but I was like... Well, that's a small place. Like she seriously needs a cleaning lady. Like it's a small place. So I was just like, that's a little. Because I was trying. I was so confused. I'm like, so is she the maid? And then when the baby cried, I was like, oh, and G, she's an yeah. nanny. And I immediately thought it was Franco's baby. Me too. <laughs> Are we to believe that it's really Julian's? I'm having a hard time because I was trying to backtrack because she was with Drew Franco. And right. then I don't remember her being with Julian again before she left. And she named the baby Andrew. It's gross. I'm sorry. It's a bit gross. Soup's gross. I named it because I slept. I named my baby Drew because I slept with your memory. Like, I don't know. Like, it's so <laughs> I slept with your memory. <laughs> <laughs> so and it impregnated me. <laughs> God, I love soap operas. <laughs> Again, it's true. Like, I don't remember if they slept together again. Like, I kind of don't think so. But remember, she was hard up to have a baby. Like, she just wanted to be impregnated. I don't really think it mattered who. No, no. But, like, why tell that to your nanny? Like, why prepare prepare your nanny for the day that Charlie would find you? Well, that's why I think it's really his. You know what I mean? Because if all the warning and all that stuff. And she knows his past. So I think that's why, like, she warned her. But for somebody... Who was warned about Charlie? Did she not just give him, like, a lot of information? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, hey, you told her in the hospital. You told him the hospital. that What the baby's name is. Who's the baby, like, who the baby belongs to. Like, I don't know. Like, it was just bizarre to me. I'm like, so what are you, what were you, like, what was the job? (laughs) What was the plan? Like, if Charlie showed up, what were you supposed to let him believe? Because you didn't let him believe anything. You just sort of laid it all out there. And you kind of implied she's pregnant and it could be yours. It's not like you said, like, you know, it's like she was pregnant before she left. She didn't tell you. I know. I was like, OMG, woman, you're going to lose a job. <laughs> and, and I guess, like, he doesn't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's like, she's pregnant? Oh. <laughs> That's exactly how it felt. It was like, oh, my God, here we go. True Julian reaction, like, of the past couple of weeks. Yeah, and if it is his baby, it's, like, so bizarre that Sam and Lucas have that many tiny siblings. Right? Like, their kids are older than their siblings. Their kids are older than, oh, my gosh, yes. Yes, they are. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you enjoyed. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. I think we covered it all. What was now, your favorite line? I'm prepared. I was going to ask this. you. This is my job to ask you. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but maybe I should say my favorite line before you say no, it. No, <laughs> no, no. Ask me. Ask me. Ask me first. Ask me first. Ask so, me Mesh, first. 
What is your favorite line? My favorite line is drunk lipstick no! ships of marriages. <laughs> I will share my second favorite line because you stole my first one. Okay. Which is fine. So my second favorite line. Um, Can I, I say my second down. favorite line? F off. <laughs> <laughs> so it's when Michael and Sasha were talking. No, 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 no. Can I say it? Can I say it? <laughs> no. <laughs> is it is it what she says? If I could go back in time, I wouldn't change the thing except the drugs part. <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Do you have any effing gold stars to give out? (laughs) I do. I do. Okay. I'm giving it to Jason. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Can I know? Wait. Let me me take a wild (laughs) guess. You're giving your gold star to Ava. No. 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 I'm actually giving my gold star to a scene this week. And it is the scene with Sam and Elizabeth. Because I thought it was unexpected to have that scene between Sam and Elizabeth and to have that peace and that unexpected strength between the two of them. So like for that specific scene, that is getting my gold star. I agree because I had some unexpected feelings and they were pleasant. Right. So that, so that was really, really interesting to me. But I do have to say this in this past week, I started to reflect mm-hmm. and I'm like, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> but I was like thinking about you <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, if there is no Ava scenes, is there still a gold star to give? It's is stupid. it like if the tree falls yeah. in the forest and nobody knows around here? It... <laughs> I was yes, happy the gold that. star still exists. It may be a variation of a gold star situation, but it will happen, my friend. Because that's the thing. Like Ava had seeds today, but I didn't know she was going to have seeds today. And I'm like, what is she going to do? Like, <laughs> what is she going to do if Ava is not on screen enough to give a gold star to? Will she watch? Like, will she watch the rest of the week? <laughs> I only watched like the last five minutes just to see Ava. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. We did it all. We talked about gold stars, favorite lines, all of the jazz. You were prepared. You didn't freak out. <laughs> I was, I was. I, you know how proud I was to write gold star goes to and then favorite lines. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's only taken a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm catching on to this whole thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. So everybody have a fantastic weekend. That's a wrap. See ya. Bye. Bye.